0: Hello, I'm Phil Smith, I'm a, an editor of Practical Neurology and um, I'm at the ABN Autumn Meeting with Professor Peter Sandiko, who is our Autumn Lecturer. Um, Peter has a long and distinguished career in evidence-based stroke medicine and his, the title of his talk is uh, Stroke Past, Present and Future. So, um, Peter, tell us please uh, uh, what the main Practical uh, outcomes of, of your talk is going to be today.
1: Okay, so in my talk I've go, I will go through all of the detailed background evidence But what it boils down to is that in the acute phase of stroke time is brain and so this is Means making a quick diagnosis getting patients into hospital quickly Assessing them quickly at the front door and that's where the neurologist comes in because A neurologist is used to making a diagnosis at leisure, on the ward round, the next day. And so the first thing is getting neurologists used to being in the accident and emergency department, seeing people coming off off the street. And the diagnosis of stroke at that point is not always straightforward, but it has to be immediately followed by some rapid action. And the rapid action then has to sort out how bad is the stroke, what are the likely consequences if they are treated? What are the likely consequences if they're not treated? And does the hospital therein have the resources to actually give the treatment that person needs? So for the generality of stroke patients, the number one priority is that stroke should have a stroke care system so that it can deal with the trivial TIAs, suspected TIAs as an outpatient, the more severe strokes need to get in quickly scanned and considered for thrombolysis. And a lot of hospitals can do that, and once you've been through that acute bit, the next thing is get them to a stroke unit. Now, the challenge we now face is, with mechanical thrombectomy, a whole new order of complexity comes in. So the neurologist has not only got to decide, is this stroke severe enough to justify the risks of thrombolysis, which carries, depending on various factors, between a, a one in fifty chance to a one in twenty-five chance of killing you from bleeding in the brain. The neurologist then needs to compute some quite complicated things. How severe is the stroke? So let's imagine you Phil develop a hemianopia. Fortunately your wife is driving the car, so you say, I think I'm having a stroke. So she drives you to hospital. So there you are, the President of the ABN, sitting in A and E with a hemianopia, should we thrombolise you or not? Will we discover it's an ischemic stroke? And then you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, how much does it matter to you your hemianopia? What's the chances that it'll get better? So that's a really complicated decision to try and make within 30 minutes because the target is. From the onset of the symptoms to treatment should be less than 60 minutes
0: and even more complicated to make it a shared decision in somebody who is uninformed and distressed with the new onset of these symptoms
1: okay and if we have a target of trying to treat everybody that quickly we also have the problem that we don't have enough neurologists we don't have enough acute stroke physicians so what we want to be working towards is a process where a nurse could probably do something most of the work get you through the scanner quickly, and get you to the point where a shared decision could be made, and then you think, well, hang on a minute, how are we gonna, the nurse will need to start talking to the family at the beginning, and so we need some decision support tools that allow people, that are simple, that would allow people to say, how am I gonna do with treatment, how am I gonna do without treatment? On top of that, we then need to layer some clever stuff, because lots of people will do very well with just intravenous thrombolysis but some are not and they're going to need mechanical thrombectomy and so the challenge for neurologists and stroke physicians across the UK is just trying to make mechanical thrombectomy available across the country not just in London where transport times aren't so much of a problem and to make it available quickly and equitably. So what, what is your, uh,
0: your vision in 10 years time of... Uh, how mechanical thrombectomy will be delivered?
1: I think it's through a glass darkly, it isn't clear. There are parts of Britain where that will work reasonably smoothly and where you can have a, 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 a conurbation-wide system as the hyperacute stroke units in London have shown. But trying to roll that model out across the regions has, is difficult. And I think the other thing we have to be careful about is what are strokes going to be like in the future? At the moment, you know, the average age of a stroke patient is in their mid-70s, but as time goes by, strokes are going to be occurring ever more frequently in older and older patients who've got multimorbidity and intensive treatment may not be appropriate for them. Or, you know, and so the decision making about palliative care, what to do with very severe strokes, what to do with very mild strokes in demented patients, a whole new series of challenges will come neurologists will continue to play a huge role. Tom Hughes said something really nice. He said, Do you know, an 85-year-old patient with dementia and sepsis, that pattern, that con- combination can mimic just about any neurological disease you care to think of. And so I think that's where the neurologists will really help the acute stroke teams.
0: So so will will there be interventional neurologists?
1: I think you know, when you're dealing with the plumbing in the brain, you do need a very special set of skills that are highly focused on plumbing. Whereas a neurologist has a broader view of the whole patient. And I, so I think it has to remain a team, team process. Once you start becoming a g- very good plumber, you're really interested in the bends and getting the clots out of that very small artery. And you tend to forget the whole patient. So the neurologist will continue to have a huge role as the person who thinks more holistically about the diagnostic and therapeutic problem. But of course, you'll also need the backup of your stroke physician colleagues, colleagues with a background in medicine for the elderly, who will deal with all the other problems, or help you deal with all the other problems.
0: So it sounds like there is still a very big future, a growing future for neurologists in the the management of acute stroke and... and, uh... Absolutely
1: essential, to run the TIA clinic.
0: Peter Sandigo, thank you very much indeed. You've got to go to give your lecture now, thank you.